0: This is That Other Sports Show. Let's go.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we're back for yet another week. So if you don't like us, that sucks to be you, but if you do like us and you like the 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 sports spew that comes out of our mouth, congratulations, because we're doing it again. We're going to do it all over, rinse, wash, rinse, and repeat, except I lie, it's going to be more like rinse, wash, and then repeat, because we're going to kind of flip the script a little tiny bit. Today, uh, before I introduce Jason as I normally do, I'm going to give you a little quick rundown of the show. We are going to have NFL pick'ems for week 10. We are going to have the UFC uh, uh, pay-per-view pick'ems as well, except they're going to be in that order. Normally, we start combat sports, we go that saga first, and then we move on to the next trilogy of that part, which is the NFL Pick'ems. But this week, we have a guest. Yes, we do another one. It's it could be a, a world record for our podcast. We've had two guests in the last month. It's insane. Had, we had the author, Justin Chastain. You can find him on Twitter at Justin Von Doom. And today, from one of the originals, from the hashtag MMA Twitter community, we have Rob Nakamura. He goes by J Jspec, the host. That's J-S-P-E-C, the host on Twitter. He's got quite the following. Hails out of Las Vegas, Nevada. Shout out to Vegas, folks. And he's going to come on and we're going to discuss this weekend's pay-per-view from the UFC and hopefully get his thoughts on the Brazil card that just happened and even jump into Nagano Fury and see what he felt about Ooh. that as well. So we will, have, we will have Mr. Nakamura on the show for the second half to discuss MMA and combat sports. But for right now, without further ado, the man holding Fresno down... With one hand, because that's all he needs, because he's a strong hashtag swollen out of control, Mr. Jason Valdez.
2: Swollen out of control, but after last week's show, I've made a conscious effort to hit leg day since our last taping, and increase my cardio. So the, the leg work that Jess is not doing, I've picked Thank up. You. And the uh, overabundance of chess work that I am lacking, Jess is picking up. You're welcome. We are once again the strongest podcast on the planet. We are once again taking bids for tag team boxing, if anyone wants to reach out to us. We can cut a promo. We can knock people out. We look good, oiled up, shirtless. My hair is fantastic. Jesse looks good in a hat. We're just we're going the right way, ladies and gentlemen. So I hope that you ask our guests. I'm going to lean on our guest being an MMA aficionado, him scoring the fight with the uh, participation trophy glasses that I spoke upon a few <laughs> weeks ago when we talked on this fight. And I would, I would wager that he gave the fight to Nagano but I hope I'm wrong maybe I'm wrong Jasper doing football I'm excited I was wondering if you were going to try and edit this and flip flop it with our MMA guests first and then edit it to where the football would be last but it looks like we're just going to go live which I respect and I love a lot of our old shows were just like this. We would interrupt whatever we were doing, dead in the middle of it, dead in the start, dead in the finish for our guests. Our guests are always going to be first and foremost. So if by any chance our guest does pop up early, Jess, just fucking throw them on. I think that's great. Jess, as always, I've got the lines up. This has been touted the worst week of the football season based on our schedule. And I'm telling you, it is pretty mama mid We are going to start with our Thursday night primetime game, and as always, ladies and gentlemen, we're using your favorite wagering websites, Caesars, FanDuel, BetMGM, BetRivers, Bet365. Shout out Bet365. I finally saw an ad for them recently during the uh, NBA game. They had a Bet365 commercial, and I thought, oh, they're they're coming up. We're going to take all their collective spreads, put them together. Some of these sites, for the most part, are usually the same. Thursday night, I'm seeing a a three-and-a-half across the board, so we'll keep it at a a three-and-a-half. Jess, the Bears are a a three-and-a-half favorite at home. We blew some of these quarterback predictions last week. I believe Justin Fields is playing. I could be wrong. If you have different intel, let me know. Who you got?
1: Uh, I have not heard if Justin Fields is going to play, and Mm -hmm. I don't think it matters if it's Badgeant the undrafted rookie the d3 schooler i don't think it matters i think if it's him or fields i think the bears win i don't think the panthers are a very good football team i think bryce young's a little up over his head out there in the heavy heavy deep nfl waters and it's going to take a little bit more time for him to develop before he gets uh, on track i'm going chicago i'll take the points
2: Weird Thursday night game. I don't like tea bag as much as Bears fans optimistically do. Uh, Carolina with, a, I believe, an upset special last week. Maybe they can ride the momentum here. This is the battle of two absolutely bad teams, and when you combo the Thursday night game, this is a fucking recipe for disaster. With that said, I'm going upset special. I like Carolina on an outright upset. I think this is going to be something like 2014 Carolina our next game Jeff is going to be the Indianapolis Colts they are a one and a half point dog across the board they are traveling to New England another oh no wait I am wrong Jess. they are actually the favorites one and a half point favorite on the road going into New England more Belichick shit can talk this week, which is interesting to me. Jess, who you got?
1: How can you shit can him when he's your GM? Doesn't the GM fire the coaches? Like, I <laughs> no, think... they just
2: fire them both at the same time. So I mean,
1: goes... I guess, I guess, uh, Kraft could just, you know, be like, "Look, Bill, I'm going to pull my thumb out of your butt for the last, you know, for the last time in in uh, you know, 20 years, and I'm going to fire I'm pulling you my both. nose
2: out of your crotch. I'm, to I'm, fire I'm going
1: you. to fire you both now. I mean. Honestly, at this point in time, so all my rants and ravings about fire this guy from Buffalo, fire that guy from Buffalo. Yeah. At this point in time of the season, it makes no difference unless the team is fully on board. Like, I mean the players. Like if a, or the if, opposite.
2: If uh, yeah, or on board with firing Yeah. like they were in vain. If
1: the players are on board with it and they're, like, banging down the owner's door saying, Hey, man, like, we know we can play better than this if we have a coaching staff that, you know, would give us some love then I can understand it happening. But at this point in time of the season, we're literally now moving to the second half officially of the NFL season, and uh, there is no reason to fire anybody. And And Bill Belichick is not getting unceremoniously fired midseason in New England. It is not happening. Uh, as far as this game is concerned, the Colts actually beat the Carolina Panthers last week. And uh, I think that even with, uh, you know, being at home, which I'm not sure if I've ever remembered a Bill Belichick Patriots team being an underdog at home
2: to a backup quarterback to a
1: backup quarterback mania running wild, everybody. Uh, I, it's crazy, but I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Colts and the points. Wow, I, I think that the Mac Jones, the Mac Jones experiment is done and over the best thing they have is the few defenders that they have left trying to play hard and Ramondre Stevenson, who is still trying to run hard. I think the rest of this football team is just kind of done with the season. They know that they suck. They know that their coaching staff is terrible and, and they're not getting the same. It feels, uh, when you talk about Patriot way, I feel like that Mm. died when Brady left.
2: Yes. Oh, I want to get into this and I'm glad you did. (laughs) Excuse me. Um, I think that it's difficult to continue to preach winning culture when you guys have been getting your shit pushed in for three years now. I think, I think you're on to something when you say the winning culture walked out the door when Brady left. But you, ha- when you have a winning culture, it's established from the ground up. It's not necessarily just behind one specific player. But it feels like as we've progressed – the winning culture has just walked out the door. I don't even want to use walked out the door because you can walk out the door real easy. But you know, climb maybe just like slowly like a piece of slime that you throw on the wall. Like a slinky. Yeah, I just kind of see kind of, yeah, kind of, Belichick is slinking his way down three flights of stairs from winning culture to are we a winning culture? Yeah, you know, like questioning it. Was Brady the guy to now, you know, as the slinky progresses down to the bottom flight of stairs and into the basement. Hey, <laughs> where you know those old cartoons where you'd get to the basement and they'd have like the coal fire pit where you'd be throwing coal <laughs> in it, like a big that's you just so the slinky is now going down. It's going down into that area of the of, of our building. And I think that now. It's difficult to continue to preach winning culture when it's not there. And I agree with what you're saying. It feels like we're starting to get 3 two, one Cancun out of your players. And when that's happening in week 10, that's a fucking problem. With that said, I still don't think that they get rid of him yet. I think Belichick has one more year before they bottom them out. That's what I think. One more year before they go, all right. We're getting the we're getting our shit pushed in. We're getting the blow the doors blown out. We're losing by twenty points every week, but we're also we're not we're showing ineptitude on offense as well. It's that combination of not only are we getting beat on defense, but we don't have an offense, you know, we're we're giving up thirty, but we're scoring seven every week. And that, at some point, you got to just go. All right, well, the the culture has shifted. It's no longer winning. It's just, it's just Belichick living off of that shell of winning, which which sucks to say. And it's funny because when we were talking about um, who was it, we were talking about Tomlin. This is where my head was at with Tomlin when we were doing our season pick-ems and our over unders. And I said, no, this is really Tomlin. Tomlin is that guy that's kind of still. Living off of the name, but it, it, it seems to me like Tomlin's fucking around and he's five hundred like always, and <laughs> Belichick's just and Belichick's just getting beat badly. Like that's the thing too. Like you're you're getting beat badly, and you're right, Jess. When you look at this, we spent we've officially spent way too much time on this game. When you uh when you look at a team, when Vegas looks at a team and goes, yeah, they're at home, yeah, they have their starting quarterback, yeah, they've been a winning culture for all these years. Doesn't fucking matter. We're going to make the favorites the away team with the fucking backup quarterback who's Minshew Mania. That's telling us all fuck. That's pretty bad. With all of that said, I'm taking the Patriots and I'm taking the fucking points in an upset. <laughs> I just think I, I'm still, and maybe I'm stupid, maybe I'm not going to be ahead of the curve on this like everybody else, but I still think these are winnable games for Belichick just because of his football acumen. Yeah. I really do, and we've seen him win, not a lot of them this year, but we've seen him win these weird 17-13, 14-10 games, and this reeks to me like a 17-13 or a 14-10 game where he's going to take away the running backs and he's going to force Minshew to make plays. And I don't think Minshew is going to be able to make the plays to win this game. I like the Patriots. I like the points and an upset. That's two games that we both uh, disagree on. So I like where where we're going here. (laughs) Uh, This may be the lone sexy game of the week. There's not a lot of sex though this week. The Cleveland Browns. Six and a half point dogs across the board. They're on the road. The Baltimore Ravens. I've been pumping them up all year. I've been saying they might quietly be the best team in the NFL. Um, I've been saying for years that Lamar Jackson might be the MVP. No one talks about uh, six and a half point favorites at home across the board. Jess, who you get.
1: Yeah. So Lamar, Lamar is not having uh, an MVP type season statistically, But his team is potentially at least, I believe, a top three team as of right now. I'm not saying that's how the season's going to end. I'm saying as of right now, teams are battling injuries. Teams are battling bad play. And the Baltimore Ravens have gone back to 1985 football where they're just running the ball 45 times a game. And that's not even including Lamar Jackson's 20 carries. And so Harbaugh has them basically playing old school jam it up the middle football and and I hate to say it, but I love it. I mean, you got the fullback involved, you've got blocking going on, you've got three, four different running backs running. Your defense knows it's coming, but each running back carries a different running back trait. So like maybe one's a cutter, maybe one's a slasher, maybe one's up the middle, one's a little bit more powerful. Like you don't know exactly what to plan the defense around. And Harbaugh has them guessing. And then you add in Lamar Jackson's electric legs. And you just get lost in a whirlwind of shit. And and we are in Baltimore. I know that Cleveland's got a top-notch defense, but it's the offensive play that I worry about coming out of Cleveland. This game's going to be, you know, like you were saying in the last game, it's going to be 2017, you know, 13-10, something along those lines. I like Baltimore at home. I don't like the six and a half, though. Like I said, it's going to be a super close game. The defenses are going to take over, and it's going to come down to basically can Lamar Jackson make that last drive count.
2: Yeah, I will once again lean on my uh, AFC North in division, beat each other up, slugfest 17-13 type of game. First to 20 might win. Uh, I once again do not have faith in Deshaun Watson. He threw a fucking touchdown pass last week. It shouldn't even have been a touchdown pass. It went off of receivers' hands. Ended up in Amari Cooper's hands. Uh, I still don't see the Deshaun Watson that we that we thought the potential that was still there could still be there. So, my God, a big big what ifs on, uh, on that gentleman. I like Baltimore. I don't like the points. I think this is going to be like a three or a four-point win. Again, might be first to 20, so it might be something like 2016, 2017 Baltimore. Could get away from Baltimore if Cleveland turns the ball over two, three times, which is in play. But I'm going ball Like Baltimore, don't like the points. Next game, the Minnesota Vikings, the story of the week, that Dobbs story. I mean, you just, I just can't get enough of it. I love it. Three point dog. I see two and a half at Bet365, but everyone else has kind of that at a three. They're a three point favorite at home. I was like three point dog <laughs> oh, yeah, at home. Yeah, we have another one. I can't game my dogs got my favorites, right? What the fuck? Three point dog at home. What a, this really is a weird week. New Orleans, who I swear just can't put together a good looking game uh, since that since that uh, New England game. Uh, three point favorite on the road, Jess.
1: Who you got? Uh, so in, in a game like this, I just got to go purely off of talent on each side of the ball. I think uh, New Orleans has a little bit more talent. They're going to use Kamara. They're going to use their other running backs. Uh, they're going to uh, hopefully get Chris Olave involved in the offense at some point in time. If Derek Carr can fucking throw a pass longer than 30 yards,
3: Olave might
1: actually get involved in the football game. They need to get their offensive weapons involved. And I know that Michael Thomas is getting aged but you have other pieces of that offense that can play football at a very high pace. You need to get them involved. What it's really looking like to me is that Derek Carr is kind of the issue and his delivery, his timing, and it could just be his first year in this offense. But I'm just saying Derek Carr had the same issues in Vegas. He's having right now. Uh, I still, in this case, like the new Orleans saints. I get it. They're on the road. They are, they should be the underdogs. They're not, Minnesota's Josh Dobbs gets traded. Uh, the, The starting quarterback who's never taken a snap in the NFL, he gets hurt and concussed trying to make a play. God bless that young man. And then Mr. Dobbs comes in after taking five or six snaps from his center on the sideline and says – And that's
2: it. I mean, that's it. The guy got off a plane, took five or six snaps, and that was it. And
1: then goes in there and plays a hell of a game, and I, they won that game. They I, they got the win. I, I think that uh, uh, Mr. Dobbs played pretty well. Not a lot of numbers. You know what I mean? Uh, he did turn the ball over once. Still managed to come back and keep drives alive. And that's, that's what you get sometimes when you inject a little bit of uh, energy into your offense. This week is going to be different. Everybody has played Josh Dobbs because he's played on 17 NFL teams. We all, scouting we, report is there. We all know how he plays. We all know that he is a great guy, right? He's, he seems to me like a tremendous human being. And, yes, he's a fairly good quarterback. I wouldn't mind having him on my squad. But do I want him as my starting quarterback? No, I would fear for my season if he was my starting quarterback. New Orleans Saints, I like the points. Uh, God bless Minnesota. They need Kirk Cousins. <laughs> they,
2: there's so many teams this season that it feels like they might need a rebuild. And their rebuild is going to be around Justin Jefferson, which is weird because it feels like they've had – five years worth of rebuild from they were a top tier defense with great receivers to well, they're, they, they're dig, they're digless now, but they still got cousins to, they were a running team with a two headed monster. And now it just, what is their fucking identity? Um, man, as a constant car defender, it's very difficult for me to continuously defend him. What he just can't, when he just throws those wounded ducks, it really is. Um, they try and find elaborate ways to, to get the ball out, but just those accurate throws that he was able to make in the past, they're just not there. And those deep balls that he was able to get up under, they're just not there, and it worries me because what what the fuck are they going to do next year? Uh, I like New Orleans. I like the points. I'm a little sheepish on it because, again, I, I'm starting to wonder which New Orleans shows up. We've seen them struggle. We've seen games where it's 10-10 going into the fourth quarter, and it's like, all right, Kamara has 10 catches for 17 yards. What the fuck are we doing here? Um, (laughs) You know, that check down, check down, check down, check down. Like you said, you know, something Carr was great at when he was in Oakland. Uh, I like New Orleans. I like the points. I'm a little sheepish on it. I agree with Jess. I'm looking at both rosters here, and I just like New Orleans a little better. The Houston Texans, everybody's favorite story, the potential rookie of the year, or boy Nico, they are traveling to Cincinnati and trending all the way the fuck up, Jess, coming off of a beat down of your boys. Yeah. The Cincinnati Bengals. And I do want to say this, right? Because if people want to say this is where we're wrong, that's cool. The Burrow thing. You know, we said at the beginning of the season, you got to send him at some point. We said for the first few weeks, the guy looks like shit because his legs fucked up. Chris Collinsworth made it a point during this goddamn Bills game to say a hundred times, well, goddamn, uh, that that bad foot don't look bad no more. Well, I'll tell you what, that bad leg looks fine now. <laughs> uh, and he was right. The the, 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 the tape was there. He, the fucking foot looked great when he was shuffling around, moving around all those Bills defenders, easily throwing bombs. Um just with that said, after me uh, completely urinating on your team, where you got?
1: Joe Burrows to me, Joe Joe Burrows is uh, the reincarnation of Joe Montana, and I and I and, and I won't get, I won't let anybody talk me out of that. the The demeanor on the field, the demeanor during interviews. Uh, Joe Montana, if you don't remember, went through a cool phase also where he, you know, he had a chain and he had some sunglasses during interviews and stuff. So don't don't act like Joe was Mr. Professional every single m- moment of his career. They both want to win games. They both have an arm. They both are very accurate quarterbacks. Uh, I mean, Joe, when I'm watching Burroughs play, it's it's like mirroring uh, Montana on the field throwing to Rice, except Burroughs is throwing to Higgins and Jamar Chase. This this man this man's a, he's an amazing quarterback and as you and I had talked about when you're injured uh, and you're the starting quarterback you're the face of the franchise you just got that big fat payday uh, and you're playing like shit you know what the team should do sit you man. They should sit here and protect their investment. If they would have done that, guess what? This Burrows that we're seeing now over the last two weeks, we would have been seeing over the past month because he would have already come back after sitting and letting his injury heal. They would have had a couple more wins in their back pocket and not been five and three or whatever they are. They probably would have been like seven and one or, or six and two or something along those lines. Instead, I think the the Cincinnati Bengals cost them a win or two uh, by playing Burroughs while he was hurt. Well, he's not hurt now. I love the CJ Stroud thing. God bless Justin Chastain. He's he's out there, you know, just having Texans gasms right now, just like all over the place, just gallons of it. And uh, CJ Stroud is, he should be talked about. This kid is playing at such a high level. He's throwing, you know, he's throwing the ball around to everybody. They've got a, a decent offensive line. They've got a decent defensive line. And he's got decent caliber running backs in the backfield to help him out when he's in trouble. And all he's doing is just slinging the rock all over the field. like It's like watching backyard football. This is where it gets dangerous, though. The Houston Texans are the come-up story. We love those. We talk about them a lot on the show. But the Bengals are not a come-up story. They've been there. They've just been banged up. They are back now 100% fully engaged. And they are a terror on the field. The defense is flying around making plays. Burrow's is throwing throwing the ball all over the place. Do you realize that in the game against Buffalo that they did beat the shit out of my Bills? That Jamar Chase was only targeted like 5 times and I think that he only had a couple of catches in the entire game. Uh, T Higgins went off. Drew Sample went off. The Bengals offense does not need Jamar Chase to have big games. They have big time players all over that field. I'm taking Cincinnati. They are at home. I'm taking the Bengals over the Houston Texans. <laughs> and I'll take the points too cuz this Bengals team right now is definitely not to be fucked with.
2: Yeah, rolling on all cylinders. They took them 10 weeks to get there but they've made it. They beat back-to-back big wins here over teams that we were all blowing. So it almost feels like you don't want to say trap game, but the the 7 and the 7 throws me a little bit because Houston's been pretty pretty um the so word I'm looking for here. Competitive in every game. I don't think they've gotten the, their doors beat in that much. Uh, I like Cincinnati. I like the points. I don't love the points. So if I was looking for another bet, I'd probably jump on something different because I don't love the points. I, I think this feels like a, a, I mean, it's just feel like about a touchdown win. So you know, Vegas is up to all tricks. They like, the, they like the seven. I like the seven. So I'm going to go Cincinnati wins. Houston covers only because pussies don't push. Next game, Jess, on our grid of mid, the Jacksonville Jaguars are at home. This is kind of sexy. West traveling east and a 10 o'clock game at that. The San Francisco 49ers are a three-point favorite across the board. They are in Jacksonville. Jess, who you got?
1: Uh, I think this is going to be my first upset special. Uh, I I like the Jacksonville Jaguars. The The Jags are at home. They, you know, if you look at the AFC and the NFC, these two teams are a lot of like young, young players, you know, like big defenses, you know, bunch of young fresh legs on both sides of the ball. Uh, the difference is, is that Brock Purdy has over exceeded what people thought that he would be, you know, being the uh, Mr. Irrelevant of all, you know, cases. And uh, you look at the Prince, And you think, you know, damn, like, I've always thought that he would be better. Well, now he's starting to slowly come into play where he is playing at a high level. Uh, Travis Etienne is out there just balling each week. I love that guy. I still say he's the MVP of that Jacksonville team. The defense is playing really, uh, really hard-nosed football. And uh, the secondary is not giving (laughs) up a ton of points. So I'm going to go Jacksonville at home, the Florida crowd. I get it. Jacksonville doesn't get a lot of people in those seats. But I'm going to say that they, they have a positive effect on that football team. And uh, I'll take Jacksonville on the points.
2: I wonder if we're going to get a lot of Niner fans showing up to this game. I wonder out loud. Um, man, Jess, I want to drink some of that Kool-Aid that you got. I'm not lying. I, I, I want to pull the balls out and I want to say that Jacksonville wins this game. But I just can't bring myself to doing it. I, I think that this is a – I don't want to say this is the Niners get right game because I think a Niners get right game would be like they win by 20 and are rolling on all cylinders. And I don't think they're there yet because they've still got some health issues. Uh, Purdy looked pretty average, below average in this last game against a great defense with the Bengals. They don't know if Debo's going to be back. Where's Trent at health-wise? They're still showing up some people on the health side. Shout out to our boy Brian uh over there at var at variety i know and and the fat boy fadeaway sports content uh show and he brian's on like two three pods now he's all over the place Guy's a beast but uh i i don't i know he was saying this is the niners get right game and i i think the niners win my confidence in this pick isn't as high as others but i like the niners to win and cover i think they win by four or five on
1: them. This is also Chase Young. I believe this is will be this will be Chase Young's first game as a uh, San Francisco 49er. But I'm not yeah, they, but yeah. please don't get that twisted. He didn't do a lot of anything in Washington. I don't think that he's going to yeah. have a lot more success here in San Francisco although that the other side of the ball with Joey Bosa or uh, Nick Bosa yeah, dude. is going That's to alleviate Some of that that uh, That's problem a there.
2: fucking enormous point. He was not playing next to two guys as good as Bosa and that kid they got from the Eagles that sits in the middle of that line. Yeah. They got, they got some fucking pieces, man. Uh, all right. The green Bay Packers three point dog across the board. They are traveling to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's a strong three point favorite at home. Jess, who you got?
1: And they should be the green Bay Packers are another one of those teams that basically are 2 three, two, one Cancun at this point in time. I mean, there's no reason to compete uh you, they're going to because they're professionals but there's really no reason green bay's not going anywhere they're not making the playoffs Jordan Love is not your quarterback of the future. Otherwise, he would have been five years ago. Because if you don't remember, he's been in the league for a long fucking time. He's just been on the bench. There's a reason when a quarterback sits on the bench that long. And people will be like, "Well, Aaron Rodgers was there." I get it. But Aaron Rodgers was also trying to bail for half that time, and he still sat yeah, there. Yeah, if, on he, the if bench.
2: he was playing, if he was better than Rodgers, he. wouldn't I, like, I mean, let's go. I mean, he did fuck.
1: Here's the thing, guys. Like the Green Bay Packers, uh, even Aaron Jones has been bitching about playing time and and not winning football games. Uh, I think the Jordan Love gloss has finally rubbed off. He, he's he's not as as shiny as he was at the beginning of the season, and this Green Bay Packers team is not that good. Uh, I, I'm going to take uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're kind of on a win streak. I believe it's like two or three games now. Kenny Pickett's playing meh, 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 mid football, but it's enough to <laughs> it's enough to get him a win or two. Uh, I'm going to take the Steelers at home. I and the points.
2: Let me ask you this. Do you think Jordan Love will be the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers next year? No. No? No. Okay. You know, I think I do, and here's why. I think they're going to survey the land and go, who's better than what we got? Is there anything in the draft, that our draft position, that we think is better that we can plug in immediately? No? Let's give them one more shot. Let's give them one more year. I, this is what I think. This is and I, I, and, I and I could be wrong. I have but I, I think- have
1: a friend that I work with, and he's a huge lifetime Green Bay Packers fan. And uh, we were just discussing the Green Bay Packers, and uh, and uh, I said, "Hey, man, like, what's going on with Jordan Love?" And he's like, "Jordan Love is is here and playing starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, because the Packers have forever been the cheapest franchise oh. in the league." And and then he started going off and naming all these great like potential hall of fame players that have played in Green Bay and left because Green Bay didn't want to pay them. And I was like, "Damn, dude, he's got a point. Like the Green Bay Packers are a cheap ass football team. So you may not be far off. They may just be like for the love of saving a penny. Hey,
2: Jordan Love and wasn't they pay, that and, they, bad. and they pay and they paid him market value.
1: Yeah, and then they just keep back. Jordan Love around. I could totally see that happening.
2: I, I like Pittsburgh. I like the points. Echoing and piggybacking off of Je- off of Jesse once again, Pickett is mid. His best games seem to be above average, and I don't know if that's going to be the standard in Pittsburgh under the center. Um, the Pickens thing, I-, I just told a buddy of mine this in the sauna. There are two wide receivers that I selected that were absolute bust, and I'll name them. The first one, and they both happen to be playing in this game. The first one's Christian, Christian Watson. Yeah, that's a good one. him. Drafted him sometime in the sixth or seventh round. Absolute fucking bust. Just cut him this week for a backup quarterback because my quarterback's <laughs> fucking on a bye. And George Pickens, who fucking had one, two catches for one yard last week. I think it was one yard, and he actually, in a PPR league, got me less than two points. How in the fuck do you have two catches in a full-point PPR league and still get me less than two points? That bucket, I don't understand the math on that. It just doesn't make sense. Uh, <laughs> it's true. I math's like not Pitt- real. Bowling shoe, ugly game. Pittsburgh wins something like 2014. I like Pittsburgh. I like the points. Uh, Battle of two mama mids, but our boy, Billy Jean, uh, I get to throw Billy Jean back up in the yeah, picture yeah. Of this conversation. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers one <laughs> I see one and a half at one website, <laughs> but we'll leave it at one. One point favorite at home. Versus the Tennessee Titans, Jess. It's time to have some fun with Baker Mayfield. Who you
1: got? Vegas is killing me today, man. This week is this dude week very, is nuts. They said fuck this week. Jeez. They want a new- They they week. wanted the week off. They just let their. A they a want no fucking.
2: Hey, they want two bye weeks, just like everybody else.
1: Goodness gracious, uh, you know Baker Mayfield has turned into the quarterback. I always said he was, which is ma 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 mad. Baker can't get more mid, and that's the good thing for Tampa Bay because I honestly don't think that he can get worse. He's not the worst quarterback. I'm just going to say that he's not the worst quarterback out there. But he's not a good quarterback. He's barely serviceable at this point in time in his career. He makes a ton of mistakes. He doesn't read the field very well. I mean, this is a kid who's been in the league for like eight years. He, shouldn't, he should be able to know how to read a football field. He should be able to know how to read a basic 4-3 defense or a nickel or a dime set or what. I mean, come on, man. You're the quarterback of a football team. Uh, On the other side, you got Billy Jeans, which is now one of my most favorite nicknames for a player ever. And he he, he got roughed up a bit last week. But here's the thing about Billy Jeans that I liked. He would get roughed up. He would get beat up. He would get thrown on the ground. And you know what? That motherfucker kept getting up dust himself off and going and throwing some footballs like this kid he's got a he's got a heat right now and i like what i see out of this kid he can't make all the throws but he is as aggressive a, of a quarterback as i've seen come into the league he will attack any defender in the secondary he does not give two shits who you are he will throw that football because he's got confidence or stupidity in his throws and uh, either one of them can either make a, a a great play or be a really bad pick. Um, in this game, I got to go with the home team. I think Tampa Bay is a little bit more set up to win football games. They've proven that from time to time this season. The uh, Tennessee Titans still have a lot of work to do. Uh, Billy Jean's going to have to throw the ball to DeAndre Hopkins like 35 times if they're going to win this game. I just don't see it happening. I'm taking Tampa Bay in the points.
2: Ooh, yeah, I'm going opposite here. So we got a few opposites here. This will be fun next week. Um, I like Tennessee. I think they're rolling. I think they've got a little bit of momentum with my boy, Billy Jean. I think he plays well to the benefit of the system. He plays well off the play action. They still run a great play action. And he knows how to get the ball deep to DeAndre. He's not afraid to throw those balls. Um, DeAndre's still a fucking spark to me, which just is impressive with his age and what he's been through the last few years. I like Tampa Bay, and this has a lot to do with – I'm sorry. I like Tennessee, and this has to do a lot with Tampa Bay just being bad. And they've finally come to the surface here. I know they had a few wins in the first few weeks, and now they've come to the surface. They're a bad team. Baker's going through the same stuff he goes through every single year. The first or second progression isn't there. He's going to put his head down. He's going to run. He's going to make bad decisions. He's going to overthrow balls. He's going to turn the ball over. I like Tennessee. I like the points. I think they win the turnover game, and that'll be the difference. The Detroit Lions and our favorite coach, Jess, they are a three-point favorite. They are on the road. They are playing the L.A. Chargers, who I believe are quietly one of the worst teams in the league. Jess, who you got? Jason
1: absolutely hates this Chargers team, and I I have yet – I have yet to figure out if it's the players or the coaching staff or the owners or a combination of all three, but it's he, all of does that of not, it. he does not, he does, it's all of it. Okay. It's the entire the thing. thing. The coach, by the way, both, Jay, Jay started it last week and he's actually said it before. I think he said it year. last year. Uh, this coach should have been fired last year. He should not have had another year to come back and pull the same bullshit that he's doing in, in uh, LA again. Uh, which I, I absolutely agree with. Um, I don't like the Chargers in this game. I think the Detroit Lions are fully locked and loaded again. Uh, Baby Hands Goff is is uh, he's get he's picking up a little bit of steam after uh, that uh, a loss a couple weeks ago. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown looks healthy. He's his cuts look really sharp. He's definitely got one, some of the best feet of a wide receiver in the entire league. Uh, and the other play, uh, Sam Laporta. The uh, rookie tight end. This guy is, is you might as well call this guy baby Gronk because he is a ginormous man and you just can't defend him. And somehow he gets open in the middle. Like, I mean, he pulls like a Travis Kelsey disappearing act. He's The guy's eight feet tall. Like, I don't know how you miss him, but he gets lost in the secondary all the time and and is wide open on so many plays. I like the Detroit Lions. I like the points. I think the Lions win by double digits.
2: You know one thing about Coach Dan Campbell, and he's just cut from the same ilk as us. We're just all cut from the same cloth, Jess. He loves to fucking do a chest day. He loves to put two plates on the fucking bar and yeah. get it up. He loves an uh, overconsumption of caffeine early in the morning, and he loves big meaty men slapping meat. He just he just has big meaty men on the field ready to fucking slap meat at any given time. Uh, I love Detroit here. This feels like a Detroit get right game. I think they win by 10 to 14 points. The Chargers are a mess. The Chargers should have fired their coach. I've been saying it all year. Nothing changes. And I'm going to continue to repeat what I've been saying all season. What the fuck is their identity? Are they a running team? They look great when they got Eckler involved. Are they a passing team? They've got this quarterback who's supposed to be a top five guy in the next fucking 10 years. How'd that work out? Are they a defensive team? They got names, they got pieces, but they tend to get beat a lot. I don't know what they are. And it's definitely, it, that has to do with the coach who sucks. I like Detroit. I like the points. I think they roll. I think they win by 10. The Arizona Cardinals. Is Kyler Murray playing? We shall see. They're a one and a half point dog. At home, coming in, my boy Ritter. I don't believe he's playing, but uh, nice cold Heineke is playing. One and a half point favorites on the road. Jess, who you got?
1: Yeah, grab me a Heineke. I think he's he's the guy right now. Um, <laughs> if everybody, I just want to say, I think his uh, his Halloween costume with him and his girl was uh, brilliant. I didn't see uh, it, it. They were at a at a Halloween party. She had headlights on her cans, and he was dressed as a, 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 a what a dog. They say, uh, you know, a dog dog lost in the headlights or whatever, or a deer. He was dressed like a deer. Wow. He was dressed bad like bad a deer bad. in
2: the. Hot, I did not see that the Instagram picture. Was him bad.
1: staring at his woman's cans as headlights? He was a deer in the headlights. So
3: that's funny horny. guy,
1: very horned. Team horned right there. Uh, like in this it. game, uh, I like the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Taylor, uh, Heineke is not, uh, he's not a you know, like super, super amazing quarterback guy, but he's been in some big games. He's actually won quite a few big games. I was Washington, uh, excuse me, commander days. Um, and I don't know if Kyler Murray's coming back this week. And even if Kyler does, he's been out for like a year and a fucking half. Like
2: Yeah, I think that has you expect
1: this guy to come back and play like he did two years ago when he was in the MVP running. Like it's not it's not happening in week one for him. So I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons in this game. The points are good because I think it's probably gonna end up being a three to a six point win for Atlanta. Mm Uh another one of those weird uh the the (laughs) <laughs> the the underdog is the home team kind of game, but it's deserving.
2: Yeah, once again, Vegas hates this week and so do we. I like Atlanta. I agree with everything you're saying. I don't I don't believe you can have the backup who started last week or Kyler make that much of a different impact, especially with Kyler coming back off of such a long layoff. Uh, and I believe this might be the first time he's playing under this new coaching regime, too. Uh, I like Atlanta. I like the points. And as Jess said, this was like a three to a five point win. The Washington football team, six and a half point dog, almost across the board. They are traveling to Seattle. Seattle, they've shown, they've, they've ran us some potholes this year. I'll say this they've been a bit of a pothole traveling team. Uh, six and a half point favorite. Who you got?
1: I got the Seahawks. They'll bounce back. I, I thought that they actually played good against the Baltimore Ravens this last week. I know the score didn't say that. Uh, I, they they had drives that were long and, and extended drives that they just wouldn't pop up them. the ball and not be able to finish at the end of the, the play. So I think that the game could have been closer. I think that maybe Seattle could have pulled off a win if they would have finished some of those drives, but they didn't. Baltimore wins. In this game, they're at home. The Commanders are traveling to the West Coast. Uh, and in Seattle, it's probably going to be rainy and cold as shit. So it's going to be a game-changer as well. I like the Seahawks. I'm going to take the points reluctantly. I think 6.5 sounds like a lot. If it was 7, I would not take the points. But at 6.5, I will.
2: It feels like a touchdown to a 10-point game. I think Washington has done a great job of doing the best they can with the material given. Credit to Ron Rivera, who you know I love. I think Seattle gets on track. They tend to play incredibly better, well, slash better at home as opposed to the road. That crowd gets them fired up. Carol's a great at-home coach. he has been going back to the USC days. I like Seattle. I like the points. We're not going to push, but this does feel like a 7 to a 10-point win. The Dallas Cowboys, America's team, coming off of a, participation, trophy, lost win type of game, which I don't like because I feel like people are talking positive about the Cowboys even though they lost a winnable game. Uh, this one's a bit all over the board, Jess. I'm going to flatten it at 17. I see 16 and a half. I see 17 and a half. They're at home. The New York Giants, I've been saying all year, they are the worst team in the league. They have progressed from... Jess, I think they're a fraud when we started the season. Jess, I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs. Jess, I think they paid the wrong guy to are they going to fire this coach that everybody was blowing at the end of last year? Uh the seventeen is a high number, Jess. Who you got? Seventeen is a super high number. Uh I, I don't think I don't know
1: if I if I want to do seventeen. I I probably it's fucking I, I probably should. Holy shit.
2: I mean every... they beat him by forty last time they played. Take that into account. It was thirty or forty? Wasn't it forty to ten? It was a
1: lot. Uh, the New York Giants are a very low franchise right now. They've hit they, they've hit low. some all time lows. I think uh, that I think they're continuing to hit some all time lows. And I w- I don't think a loss to the Cowboys is going to get Brian Dable fired. And have him crawling back to Sean McDermott in Buffalo, begging for forgiveness and a job. But I do think that it's just one notch on the belt that they're peeling away from his his tenure as a New York Giants head football coach. I think at the end of the season, Dable will be no more. Uh, this team has talent. Uh, even if you were to maybe simplify the playbook a little bit and give Daniel Jones a little bit, something uh, less to work with, maybe he could do more with less. Uh, They've got, you know, decent receivers. They've got Saquon Barkley, who when healthy is a top five running back in the league, they've got a, 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 probably a top 10 defense. If ran correctly, if, if played correctly. Um, And somehow this team continues to lose, and lose badly. Uh it, it it always to me, I always say it starts with the, the top of the food chain, which in this case is the coaching staff. Because GMs and stuff just sign the checks, right? Like coaching staff and then all the players underneath is kind of where where the shit rolls down that hill. Uh the Giants are a terrible football team. 17 points is a lot, and I don't want to take it. I don't think I've ever taken 17 but I'm going to because... Wow! The, the,
2: the, you're, you're a little bit sheepish on it. The, the, New, the New York Giants, so they are
1: more. such a bad football team. Uh, the, the Dallas Cowboys come off... A, a You know, this is where the 17 can play in, Jay. Because they definitely... They had chances to win that Eagles game. They had chances. And, Put
2: the ball on the six-yard line with fucking no time and a chance to win. And they go uh, penalty, sack... Uh, bad play, a penalty, hail mary, whatever yeah. the fuck that throw
1: was. So in like, in and, and even before in other parts of the game, I felt like Dallas was never out of that game. I know it looked like it was kind of getting away from there for a minute, but the Dallas Cowboys fought back. They had chances, and and I get it. You want to praise the team who just lost to potentially like the top one or two team in the league. But, I mean, a loss is a loss, and when you have chances to win games. But I think that that's where the 17 can come into play. They're going to come in hot and heavy in this game. I think they're going to absolutely fucking railroad Dable and the Giants. Yeah. Just angry play. Angry
2: all I over just, the field. I, I want to just really quick, Jeff, give you the Giants' remainder schedule and just go win or loss. Are you ready? Yeah. So you have this week as a loss. loss. Giants at Commanders. Loss. Uh, Patriots at Giants. Uh, no. Aye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> draw. Draw. Uh, uh, if I had to go, gut,
1: you know, I'll I'll give them the win. Uh, is it at home? Okay, that's no, that's cool. Is it that's at cool.
2: Uh, at pa- Yes.
1: Okay, I'll take the Giants.
2: Packers at Giants.
1: Giants. That's tricky.
2: Uh, Giants at Saints. Saints win. Giants at Eagles. Oh, Eagles. Rams at Giants. Rams uh Eagles at Giants Eagles so you got them with two wins here, so they'll finish with what uh it looks like four wins for the year uh, five, four yeah that's that would put him at four wins. and both those five. and both
1: those, five wins. And both those wins that I gave them are easily losses could lose definitely
2: so with, uh with that said jess what, they sh- can they able- the bowler no chance
1: at the end of the season, yeah.
2: Even if they, even if they win the five. It, I mean,
1: if, if they, if they win, so if they win five games, where they they put them at seven games for the season.
2: No, that'd be five games total. Oh, no, they're
1: not. They're not. They're not keeping their head coach for five five wins.
2: You think they got to win seven games to? Keep I think
1: they head at head. least have to win seven games.
2: I think that's fair. I think they should can him regardless. Uh, I like Dallas. I like the points. I think they roll. I think the Giants are in absolute trouble. Over, over, under,
1: over, under sacks by Micah
2: Parsons. I'm going to put the number at three. No, that's the under. I think he's good for two. Sacks. Really. I think, yeah, I think that I think this is going to be that we beat them early and then we call the dogs off and we got a bunch of fucking subs. And yeah, I don't, I don't,
1: I don't believe that point. at all. I believe that this is all dogs, all dogs on the field. I think, they, I, like I, it, I, though, I think, Lee. I think it's the entire game. I'm telling you, you
2: getting stumped, you want you like want they want to get ball fired today. They,
1: they do, they want that, they want that fat guy out now. Uh, no, I'm just um, telling you, man. That that loss to the uh, that loss to Philly is a stinger, and they they definitely need to wash that taste out of their mouth. I think they're going to take it out. Let's go quick. On New York.
2: There's two games that I know we can spend a ton let's of time go. on, and I got to get moving here. Uh, Jets, Vegas, and let me just say this: we were talking about culture earlier and firing a coach. It might be you can't fire a coach at this late in the season unless this is the unless yeah. they got rid of this fucking guy. Who, by the way, most Raider fans as well as myself have been saying fire this guy for a while. They're smoking fucking cigars in the in the locker room. They're playing fucking rap music. They literally went, "Let's take his playbook. Let's hi- let's take his rule book. Let's highlight everything that he says don't do, and let's do it, and let's make sure that we record it because he probably doesn't want us recording stuff either and put it on the internet." They went as hard, fuck you, on the way out to a guy that you can't just. Uh, they're a one point dog one point favorite and pick them across the board, Jess. So we're going to just go pick them with this one. Okay.
1: Uh, along with the culture and you don't fire a coach now, unless, and that unless happened in Las Vegas. The other thing is the culture change, man. Antonio Pierce is a dog. He's a dog, a DAWG. And he is in this locker room and he is not like, I mean, he's, he's just being real with these guys. He's telling them how it is. He's telling them, like, let's get out there and play some football. Stop being lazy-ass motherfuckers. Let's go out there and play some football. I'm not Josh McDaniels. I'm not going to hold your hand through everything. I'm not going to tell you what you can and cannot do. You're grown-ass men go out there and do a job. That's Antonio Pierce. And the Raiders have responded very well to that type of coaching. And just like our bro fave up in Detroit, Dan Campbell, Antonio Pierce is starting to enter into that bro head coaching that we love – and I love hearing him talk. I love hearing him, you know, describe the game. I love hearing him... You know what? That motherfucker brought the
2: practice team to a game. He did everything. He did... He. Jess, and I want to say this quickly. He's going to get offers. and Unless they lose out and they get their shit pushed in all year, he's going to get offers. When this coaching carousel hits and there's four or five jobs that are available, he's not going to get fucking calls. Yeah. giant. If, if the Giants fucking shit can your boy, he's not a, He's not going to get a call. If the commanders, which it sounds like they are, going to shit-can our boy Rivera, he's not going to get a call. If the uh, fucking Chargers shit-can this guy that I've been saying uh, shit-can all year, he's not going to get a call. He's going to get fucking calls. The Raiders better be prepared to make an offer like now, or they better be prepared to just swallow three coaches' That they've paid an absorbent amount to, and two of them ain't even in the fucking building anymore, and one of them is trying to sue <laughs> them. The whole thing's a mess. Just give me your pick. Uh, I, I got the I got the Vegas
1: Raiders. I, I think Vegas at home. I you can give me the one. You can give me a two. Uh, I would even say give me a three. Robert Sala Ooh. in the New York Jets. Uh, it, I I love Sala as well, but uh, this team is off. It's off the rocker right now. Zach Wilson has continued his terrible quarterback play. Dalvin Cook uh, seemingly got paid nine million dollars to do fucking nothing, and uh, I mean, outside of Brees Hall, they no one has shown any life on the offense. And the defense is as lead as it, it as it is can't win football games by itself. They got to have the offense put up points. I got the I got the Vegas Raiders at home.
2: Uh, I agree. I like the Raiders for all the reasons that you mentioned. Also, Zach Wilson is atrocious. They cannot they cannot continuously rely on him to make one or two plays and hope that defense keeps them – keeps offenses under 10 points. It's just – you're just asking fucking too much. And watching that game Monday night, that crowd tried so hard to will that goddamn team. To a victory and they just couldn't do it. Uh, I like the Raiders, even on a pick up more like Jess said, I think it's a three-point win for Vegas. So I, I think they win, I think they pull it off. And now you're gonna have uh Pierce two and zero and fucking chest out. Yeah. ready to hit that bench, ready to hit 225 20 times. All right, Jess, Bill's corner, Bill's mafia. I honestly had about a few minutes here, so let's I don't want to make this quick. No, we'll, we'll, quick. we'll
1: burn through it. There's
2: gonna be some there's gonna be some doom and gloom, but I see seven and a half across the board. And they just so happen to be playing your favorite coach, the Denver Broncos. just who you got?
1: John Payton. Uh, they should have fired him a long time ago. Um, no, uh, the Broncos. They they've definitely played a little bit better. I mean, you know, they're still not winning games a whole lot or anything, but they're playing a little bit better. Uh, I think that being at home is going to be a, a breath of fresh air for Buffalo after getting that ass whooping in Cincinnati uh the buffalo bills um they are what they are like uh everything's everything's riding on the coaching staff sticking in the right plays for josh to run and hoping that josh can run the right plays uh correctly on the field and just things haven't been going their way in this game i don't i don't want to say that it's a get right game because i'm going to be honest with you all right now i don't think there is a gate a get right game for the buffalo bills for the rest of this season uh, I think I think that the Buffalo Bills are going to be what they are for the rest of the season. I think they win 10 games <laughs> tops. I, I I've already gone through their schedule. I think they finished 10 and eight uh, or 10 and seven. And uh, I, you know, I think that with a 10 win record in the NFL, I don't even know if you make a wild card game. There's a lot of tough teams in the AFC, especially uh, this game uh, being considered <laughs> is one of those games that I said, Buffalo would win. I think that Buffalo is supremely more talented on both sides of the ball than the Denver Broncos. I think that Josh Allen is a better quarterback than Russell Wilson, and I think that Sean McDermott is at least a much more stable head coach than Sean Payton is at this point in time in Sean's career. I'm going to go Buffalo Bills. Uh, I really don't want to take the points because Buffalo's only been putting mm. up like 20, 23 points a game, but I'm going to take the points because yeah. I, I think that in this game in particular, it's enough to get at least a 10-point win out of the Bills.
2: I agree, except I love the points this week. I think this is a Bills get right game. I think this is a rest for your boy Sean Payton. This is going to be the old Broncos that we've seen all years get their doors beat in. I like. I, I think they win by ten to thirteen. I think this can get ugly quick. I could see this being seventeen three or seventeen nothing real quick, and and and. Denver's just trying to dig out of a hole, which is going to be impossible. Buffalo gets rolling. Then they start moving the chains, running the ball. They're feeling good. You start getting a heavy one-two punch there uh, with the run game. And, and again, recipe for disaster here. Um, The silver lining here, Jess, for the Bills, seems like Miami's trending down. Clearly the Jets aren't going to be a player. Clearly, New uh, New England isn't going to be a player. So us hyping this division at the beginning of the year, it feels like that's cooled down a lot due to injuries, due to just teams coming back to earth. Yeah. So I, I think I, I can see here the Bills having a, one or two more wins than Miami when the season ends and they end up winning the AFC, and, AFC East and getting them in the playoffs the proxy of that. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, with
1: uh, with the AFC East not being as good as they have been in the past couple of years, I think, and, you know, just injuries and all sorts of things, anything can happen. Miami could run off a, three, a three-game a three losing streak. Who knows? Buffalo is literally just one game out of first place. Eh, but So as long as all these teams just keep being mid, Buffalo's got a chance to take the AFC East again and at least get in that wild card spot, so...
0: Hey, hey! Did you make, did you make it? it? Yeah. What's up? What's up? What's dude? up? Dude? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, so uh, this worked uh, really out well,
1: really actually. well actually. Um, um, me and my, my co host just finished up, finished the, up the NFL, NFL portion.
3: portion.
1: We just did pickums, pick and then and uh, then, with um, you coming on now, and, now, and I'll edit and all and this out here, but like, you, but uh, like, but like uh, you and I will just, I will go, I will into just go into, into like, stuff that, like stuff, doing, stuff that you're doing, how you got how you doing, into you know, you know, all the podcasting and the business that you do, kind of give your story a little bit, and then I figured that we could do pickums.
0: All right, yeah, sweet. Cool. Cool. I am prepared. I have made my picks already, so
1: You got your picks you got already, your man? All right, man. All right, yeah.
0: I'm ready. I'm ready.
1: Let me
0: see, let me, let see. Get, my
3: let me
1: get my picks up. And also, and also, uh, i uh, just, uh, 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 just so yeah, I don't the throw ball. You on the I was going to get your take on
3: the and
0: Uh, oh, yeah, no problem, man. Shoot. No problem at all. All right, cool. So, uh I got the I got the card up and uh uh, typically uh, typically
1: we just just do do main main card card. okay so So, you know and if there's a fight fight that you particularly like or whatever go go ahead and feel free to you know talk about about it and do that kind of thing thing.
0: so So, uh we'll
1: just start start with that uh, stuff
0: all righty, cool man you ready you ready yes sir all right dude cool cool
1: all right, folks, all right, folks, so we, so are, we back. are back. This is the second, half, second portion half portion that I told, that you, I told about. you about. Jason and I were going and to and were hit football, football pickups first, first, and we just and did. Just so hopefully, so we make hopefully you some money, you a, little some money a little bit of pocket change right there, all right? right there. If we lose you if money, lose you money uh, there, was no contact, uh, there was no contract. No, or, or we don't owe you anything. Please don't sue us. us. Uh, this is the uh, this second is the half, of the, half of the show. This is the combat-related combat related part, part of the show. Today, Today I have a special have guest. A special Jason guest. has, Jason had, to has had to leave. He's an adult He's an He has, adult, work, has stuff work, to work stuff that has to, have to have get to. So we're going to let him go. He's gone. But with me right now will be Mister Rob Nakamura. On Twitter you see him as Jay Beck, which I need to know what that's about, that's we're, gonna about. That we're gonna dig into that a little bit, a little you, can bit. Can you can follow, on follow him on twitter The j that's j that's j e c the hope on twitter or x if you want to call it i guess it's x now without further ado mr rob mr
3: rob
0: Sir, what a great intro! I appreciate that. That was really well done. Well, thank you, um, thank you Yeah, and to that point, I guess we have to we have to start calling it X because I heard I don't know if it's true or not, but let's just kick something off with uh, completely unfounded evidence commentary. All right, I love it. Um, I love it. Uh, I heard that if you, you like say Twitter or type Twitter or keep referring to Twitter on what was formerly Twitter, you can get shadow banned for a little bit. You can put get put on time out. So don't get to put on timeout, people. It's called X now. He paid billions of dollars for it. He can call it whatever he wants.
1: That's right. He, That's he's right. A billionaire he's the a party, billionaire in the party. party so he, can, he can do whatever he wants. He can do whatever he
0: wants. <laughs> All right. So, Rob,
1: so Rob uh, this, uh, podcast, this podcast, uh, Jason Davez uh, and I have Valdez been doing for I probably about, about to 12 years, probably more like 12. And we have and some traction. We have, trash, we have, good we have a good have time a good doing the time show. Doing that's, doing the the show that's the most important part. Most and We like to have people part. on the show that have a good time like also. I see you all over Twitter, bro. You're everywhere. You're everywhere. My favorite thing, my favorite thing, my favorite thing my favorite is
0: the motivational, is the motivational Mondays. Mondays. Oh oh and and you know what? I uh, thank you first off for, for supporting that because some people are weird and have thrown shade at me for it, and I'm like, You obviously are missing the point so hard. <laughs> um, I also want to shout out to every other day of the week because some people are like, Oh, yeah, shout out from Motivation Monday. I'm like, yo, I throw it down every day of the week so. For the uh, healthy, for for what I feel is a brand under heavy attack from all fronts, and I'm gonna stand tall and defend it till my last breath, and that is healthy masculinity. Um, yeah, man. I, shoot, to all the to other men out there, I know we're few and far between still, but back to back we stand. Yeah, thank you for the compliment, dude. And you know, Twitter has been a, a oh shoot, I just did it. I just did it. X. Oh,
1: there, um, we, go. Oh, there we go. Shadow ban. <laughs>
0: shadow Band. I, I know I just felt it. Um, I was everywhere on Twitter. Damn it. Um, <laughs> so on X, you um you know the thing is it connects people to the world. And I've I I grew up in Hawaii, I live in Las Vegas. Um, I've had friends, international friends my whole life, but it's really fun to to just be able to talk with people everywhere like instantly it's so i support i do support the app and i you know i support the people and that's what it's all about because i always make the jokes like you know other than that i'm just a guy talking to himself playing with himself like if people don't come people don't have fun like you said having fun right like that's what it's about and that's what it's all about so Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, of that. course, dude. Yeah, of, of course. Yeah, uh, course. I, mean, uh, I mean, any
1: positive, any positive influences, influences on internet, on or, internet social or social media is, is more than welcome in my book because we, have so, we have so much negative stuff, negative stuff, out, there. stuff out there. And unfortunately and for unfortunately all of us who just, through just through scroll through or scream through, or through, or through stream it, we have to listen to it or see it. So positivity is a good thing. Rob, let's get into – when did you first join X?
0: really known, known as Twitter. I think the pandemic. Um, I think the pandemic brought me in because honestly, before this, and that that's, that's funny they said that. Uh, before this, I had saw not much good coming out of social media. I had, had not participated in it at all. I was one of the few people that didn't have any social media, but uh the pandemic obviously changed all of us in different ways and uh one of those was you know i'm a pretty social dude man and i i i was dying <laughs> i was i was and, and no disrespect to the people who lost their life in covid that was not a shitty joke no no no, but, no, no, uh, no no no, uh i was i was emotionally taking it in the ch- in the chin man and uh you know because uh because of x and they, they started those spaces format oh boy it, uh it, it, it was really fun. And like you said, I found a way, like, you know what? They got all these blocking mechanisms. I see people use it for, you know, kind of petty stuff. Like, oh, I don't like your opinion, I'm going to block you. I use it to filter out, like, all that, as much of the violent or weird stuff that worse, as much of the stuff you don't really want to see. Like you said, that overwhelming negative content that's just out there. Like, use your use your tools, people. That's what those filters are for. Hundred percent. I, I can't tell you. I
1: don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. I had happened. a Twitter. I, had a Twitter I think I had like thirty-five hundred followers or something. Followers it wasn't something. anything, it wasn't super, anything great. super great. But some reason, some reason I kept banned getting banned and stopped to the knees, and then eventually, the knees, I just and eventually I just deleted my old account, started a new my one, which is new, this account, with this new account. account. I have gone through, have my, gone filters, through my filters and I put like politics, Biden, Trump, like anything that I could that was good. Have negative, have negative content. Been just filtering, ben, that, just stuff filtering out. that stuff just out. To- to maintain, a more, maintain positive, a more positive uh, timeline. Uh, timeline And how do you like it? Oh, yeah, fantastic. Oh, yeah. fantastic. fantastic, fantastic. fantastic. When I don't have to wake when up and see a bunch of people bitching about people politics or, or something going on over, on, on, left, on, over, left, on, over on, on the left, on the something right. over here on the right. When it's just about when it's just sports, sports or combat or sports, sports, or sports or NFL stuff and all that, you know, whatever. I enjoy food, so I like to watch food stuff.
0: Yeah, it just makes my timeline happier. and It makes me
3: happier.
0: The reality, bro, is I try to make my timeline more like my real life. Like, the reality is I spend very little time conflicting with people in real life about stuff. A lot of people are pretty reasonable. People, like, are pretty cool in most – like, most of the time, most places. Like, you know, I feel like – I don't know, man. Anyways, you got to – you know – like you said, keep keep the sunshine going. You keep know? the,
3: but, keep
1: on, the man, sunshine on. I'm isolated. Uh, let's, uh, let's get into some, some other, some other that content that you put, that out. You put I, out. I have a I have Twitter a handle. Twitter or, excuse handler, me, I'm already going to get shadow banned. Uh, uh, I have an ice handle. The All Star, which is a YouTube channel that
0: you're a part of. So Get into that. Tell some people about this. So I, it's hard to talk about the All Star without. Talking about like you said the origin part, right? So if just real quick, I'm not big about talking about myself. I was just a lifelong fan. Uh, you see my bio on on X. It's real. My grandparents are still alive to confirm my story. Like I'm a day, I'm a day one fan. I stumbled into it on accident as an eight year old. Uh, I was privileged to grow up in the beautiful uh, former kingdom and state of Hawaii. Um, I am a proud native Hawaiian, but that is regardless. I had uh, my first MMA fight was actually Vitor Belfort's first pro fight and you could see how that would change a young 12 year old's life um, you know forever. So those seeing all those legends come through the the, the new Neil Blaisdell Arena on Honolulu Oahu was uh, was a blessing in those times because MMA was persecuted. For those of you who don't know, that shit was actually under persecution was almost not allowed. Wow. Um, but better days came. Uh, I moved to Las Vegas for college and uh, MMA martial arts was always in my heart, but uh, I got, got the, the racing gods called me, the fighting gods rejected me. Uh, (laughs) I did some other stuff in life. And now I find myself, uh, you know, a former uh, when it comes to uh, personal athlete endeavors, but I really respect everything the fighters do. I had some cousins fight pro while I was doing my own pro thing. So I was always near and around the sport. I've seen the sport from a hundred different angles And uh, so when I came to, like you said, the X app, I just wanted to enjoy the fan experience with other people. And uh, I started doing giveaways, you know, Uh, I'm into sports memorabilia. I like, I like when people get excited for athletes and uh, you know, I just did it for fun and the good people over at the all-star they created a wonderful app. That's all about sports, about enjoying It's all free, no ads, no pop-ups, nothing like that. So they, uh, they reached out to me and, it's kind of been uh, a nice, nice partnership to to work for a, a media company. To get to talk to fighters, get to uh, hang out with fans and fighters alike to share um, autograph signings with people. Like, it's dope, man. It's it's a uh, like a dream come true almost. So there you go. What's uh what's, you have uh, to have, a story, have then, a story then, about, about a fighter whether, a
1: fighter, whether, whether it was an in a meeting, a meeting or, just a or just a happenstance kind of thing, thing or, you or you were at a thing, fight and a, a guy fight, you know kicks you know, gloves, you know, gloves, gloves at you or something, something. What's the what's
0: one of your fondest memories, memories in MMA in MMA Um like interaction wise you mean Yeah yeah Oh okay so um shoot Jeez, uh, it's like one of those things. Just like if I say one, it feels like I'm excluding another. <laughs> to all the great people out there that I got to talk to and interact with, I love you all. So I guess on top of my favorite interactions is is a short one and a long one. The long one was unplanned. It was at a UFC fight. It was at a. It was a long time ago, children. Back when BJ Penn fought GSP, Oof. and yeah. um, when uh, I came across. The legend Dan Henderson, the H bomb. Wow. He wow. uh he's roaming by and like super nonchalant. And we talk and he talks to me like we are like neighbors and we've known each other for a long time. We've like just had this great, really cool conversation for like 20 minutes. He seemed super unbothered. And it was one of the most like genuine, like, what's up, bro? Uh, if I didn't know this was Dan Henderson, I had no idea I was talking to the Dan Henderson type of moment. (laughs) Um, uh, So shout out Dan. And then my favorite short little interaction was I got introduced to uh, I got introduced to Forrest Griffin via Chris Curtis and Osborne. Okay, and this is the this is the funny part. So I'm I'm geeking out like I got this geek grin. I know it for sure. I stick out my hand and I'm like, hi, I'm Rob and he replies. Uh hi, I'm Forrest. And I was like, I I know legend. Like I know who you are. Like just his his uh humility of like dude, we're at the UFC PI. You are clearly Forrest Griffin. Like, if I don't know you're Forrest Griffin, then I don't even belong in this building right now. Like, but he's just like, hi, I'm Forrest. Like, I wouldn't know his name. Like, so anyway, those are those are two things that stick out in my heart where guys are just like absolute killers, legends in my mind, famous beyond belief, and they're just like, what's up, dude? Uh, stories
1: uh, about, stories the humble, about the humble uh, encounters, it's encounters with, any it's athlete, with, really. with any athlete, really. Because it seems it to be rare these to days where the athletes days can happens. be humble. But it seems that it seems MMA, that fighters, MMA especially fighters, especially, are just can be some of the most humble dudes on the face of the planet. But there's always but there's a flip always side to that. So Rob, so, Rob, you don't, have to, you don't have to mention names. And if you don't have a story, have even, a story better. even better. But what but is the worst, is the encounter, worst encounter, you've encounter you've had with an MMA, with an MMA
0: <clears throat> I will not say names for... Uh, out of respect. Yeah, out of respect, because I'm not here to make dust. But... I had a I had a dude I had a dude that had barely made it out of the contender series uh, and I was asking for an interview a uh, demand money for the interview I was in like, bro you have like like six fans and two of them is your parents <laughs> like, <laughs> no but nah, nah, you know say no all jokes aside uh good luck to him uh, you know. Whatever that. See, I tipped it. I said it's a him. It's uh, the yeah, most i But other than that, everything's cool, man. Uh, you know, everything other than that, that's the worst thing. I and mean, I can say in, in my understanding from just like what you said, my brother, my brother's in media. He covers uh football. He is uh, uh he's with the XFL and the NFL. But anyways, yeah, some of the experiences he he experiences, I'm like, whoa, bro, like so yeah, uh MMA fighters the best, boxers too kickbox, basically. Everybody who's learned like the reality, the truth is that, you know, we're all human and uh, combat sports athletes, I think, learn that uh, early and often. 100%. Hundred percent. I
1: think combat sports. Uh, uh, the athletes, don't, the get athletes don't get paid like NFL, like MLB, NFL NBA. MLB, NBA, and so I think that, there's, so a I think that there's a little bit of that that plays into their, plays into their, into their attitude. attitude. Um, I mean, some of these guys, um, you know, obviously, guys are guys obviously, paid are paid obviously are getting pretty, paid, good money, pretty good money, but they're still not getting but paid still not paid even paid boxing money. So I think it creates a bit of humbleness inside of them. let let's let's move on to. Let me see. What do Let I me got? Me there's so some stuff that I wanted, so much I wanted to cover, with, wanted to cover you. with you? Um, um, what are some, what are some future future projects, projects that you have that for you or the All Stars uh, brand? Uh, brand? What do you have, what, what do you planned? have
0: planned? Oh, um, I just want to say this out front that I am just, I'm just one of the one of the pieces, man. I'm just a guy on, on the lines. I don't make uh, much decisions as far as what. Comes up next, or what's going down next? Um, really, I'm I'm trying to, I'm I'm trying to obviously uh, do as many uh, fighter interactions via the X app. And uh, when I know the fighters coming through, I try to record them. Sometimes fighters come through on act on accident at random, and I don't always record the spaces. So you know, I just encourage everybody just to come by. You never really know what's going to happen. Uh, like last week, we had a random occurrence of uh two fight legends just come by the space and they were friends and they haven't got to talk to each other in years so it was like getting to watch og legends have a a a thing like that so honestly man i don't have any directions for that i just support my bro uh hyunco john hyoko you guys know him at korean john uh he's you know he's always doing fighter interviews and stuff that so uh we're just trying to put out as much genuine real honest no clickbait no stupid stuff look at everything we do it's it's all just like it's just facts and honest opinions from the fighters themselves so uh we're not trying to sell nothing so at the end of the day like i think that's what we'll just continue to do is continue just bring real interviews real stuff no bullshit that's what i guess that's what i can say is our plan
1: Hey man, man, the less bullshit we have have out in the world, the better too. So you're already making things better for everyone else. I appreciate that. (laughs) Of course, man. (laughs) Of course, man. So so uh, it seems like combat sports uh, goes, goes through highs and then lows as levels, far as uh, how many, levels, are how many fights are coming uh, out, uh, fighters, that are fighting, uh, fighters that are fighting, championship, championship versus non-championship. <non-campusion> uh, I think that we're starting to hit that high that point high in the point MMA in the calendar. In the calendar. Uh, we just had uh, a couple of oddball fights. I considered Nagami Fury an oddball kind of freak show fight. Jason and I, we talked about freak show fights as far as stuff that probably I used to, used to put on you know you would have you know, like you would know have big like, giant no, heavyweight versus a lightweight kind, of kind of thing. You know, so you know, so um, um I wanna start with, I want to start with and, and, Fury. and Fury. uh I said, it was a uh, work. I said it was a work A uh, little wrestling, uh, little wrestling you, You're a wrestling guy too You'll understand, you, understand reference I I believe it was a work Jay says it was, a, says a, it shoot. Says it was a shoot uh, I believe uh, that it was, going, that it was to going, going to be, to be um, Fury was Fury going to go in there Play with Nagano Toy with Nagano Jab at him a little bit Nagano was going to come in He was going to jab a little bit back Maybe throw a big hook here or there Maybe a body shot Make it look good but not necessarily You can Terrible terrible. Because Fury has already signed on for his fight with Rusev for the lineal heavyweight championship of the world, so I don't see, so the, I don't see trying the, the trying, to go, the trying to go out there and take. Kick, head off. Head off. But, the fight but the fight happened. I believe it was a real I fight. It was a real fight. Uh, both men uh, both uh, were worth to wear by the end of the fight. Uh, and in uh, the end, I also think it, end, was also fairly it was a fairly good boxing, boxing product. I was products. happy with was the way that it turned out. It turned Meghanu out. Meghanu 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 looked Meghanu good. Fury, I think, didn't take it exactly seriously at the beginning, but he definitely took it seriously in the last few rounds. Rob, you being an MMA guy and a combat sports guy overall, Overall. What, did you what did you think when you heard the announcement heard of the announcement and Fury, of theory? How do you feel about you it, feel now, about with fight's it now that the fight happened?
0: At the time, I think, like many people, I was a little underwhelmed, just because we've had been, you know. Let's be honest. I feel like the sensation of the crossover fight, uh, you know, temporarily. Felt like it had peaked. Now, looking back on it, it was actually just a subtle plateau. But we got a lot of matches. A lot of people got hyped up. MMA fans have been taking L's. Let's be honest. If you've been supporting the MMA dudes and the boxing scene, most of the time you're catching L's and it sucks because you just know, you just know in your heart that if the rules were even mixed rules, let alone MMA, that it would be a completely different story. But then you got some fans like me and others who are like, well, a lot of these fighters are older cats and they're getting fat paydays to take a couple, you know, take a couple glove shots, like, full, you know, full 12 ounce glove shots versus four. I mean, and they're getting paid for it. Then what's the harm? So I see a lot of different POVs regarding that. But, man, I think it's it put us all in a little slumber. I think we all walked into this shit, had it all figured out. And we didn't have shit figured out i also like to point out that looking back on this how did we how did we not jump on board on this people statistically looking back on every other matchup it has been very unfavorable it's usually against a a, a formerly good striker who's well past their prime uh or or someone who's not a striker and is moving up several weight classes um so Like, this is the time that the MMA people kind of went to sleep. Like I said, we got lulled to sleep. This time, when the heavyweight fighter is actually in his prime, when it's heavyweights, when anything can happen, when, like, one guy is having to deal with the danger of knees and kicks and elbows and wrestling, and the other guy has only had to worry about boxing... Once again the other guy has been rich. Like Mr. Fury has been rich for quite some time. And Gonu's new money, he's peaking. Like this dude went across the African desert to become French. Like <laughs> What? Like come on. Like so with all that being said, it's kind of crazy that me like you like so many of my other friends, people that I listen to all the time, random fans' opinions, we're all like, yeah, Fury by Jab and, and, and Twinkle Toes. Nope, nope. I, I don't know if Fury somewhere in there started thinking, like, I'm going to start playing around, but Francis is noted, recognized, and go look at anybody of his work. The dude is just a powerhouse. And I don't know about it, like the work part, my man, that... That look on Fury's face. You've seen the pictures. That look on Fury's face when he hit the mat. Uh, Also, what kind of work has the heavyweight champion, the guy who's supposed to be selling the biggest heavyweight fight in the past 23 years of pro boxing, what good does it do that the next day he's got bruised eyes like a a battered spouse, (laughs) and Francis looks like he's ready to go modeling. Like, that's bad for boxing, and that's why now that fight with Usyk is delayed. To my, my hate, my hate level for that is so high. I'm just gonna move on. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. So this whole fight, I hope, I, I, I hope, uh, I hope it's not a work. I mean, boxing disappoints me on so many levels that I just can't go into this stuff like thinking fights are tainted. I, I just think Fury got big on himself and he met a dude with like almost literally nothing to lose and everything to gain and Francis is not that dude to fuck with I think everybody's gotta know this by now yeah Francis Francis, uh, he's, uh, he's he's a big hitter
1: What's crazy, What's is, crazy that is that Nagami's older, older than Fury. I can't, When, I, I, can't, saw when that, I saw that, cannot I cannot believe it. Cannot Fury it. Looks, like, looks like you know, he looks like the you know, typical like old, old dude, old dude down, in pub, down in a pub, you know, smoking, you know, a, smoking a Marlboro, Marlboro one hundred, you know, throwing you know, back throwing a Bud like light, like light or something. And Nagami looks like he was chiseled out of granite. And Francis is actually older. After watching the fight, I by no means. Work or, work or shoot? Uh, I, think uh, I think it was the real deal. Uh, I, I, uh, again, I, I, don't again I don't know if Fury went into the fight thinking it, it was the real deal. deal. The real deal. But Francis, but after Francis laying him down, laying down uh, 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 Fury uh, knew uh, Fury that knew, it was in fact the real, real fight. And then afterwards, and then you afterwards, know, you saw you a little bit of a change in the way that both of men fought the rest of
0: the fight. Who won that fight?
1: That fight.
0: Well. I can tell you who lost uh boxing boxing integrity. Boxing integrity took a big L. I honestly scored that fight a draw. I think Francis had the knockdown obviously, but if you think if you go by the tally of the rounds, I come out to a I come out to a 6-4, but the knockdown, so it's it's actually 5-5 five, five, and then boom, like so yeah, man, I but which, which I think is crazy, because my outcome only, it like, only adds fuel to the fire for the idea that it would be a work, right? Yeah. Like, oh, a draw, yeah. nobody loses, ha ha, such a work. Like, uh, man, I don't know. I feel like once again, every which way is a lose. Um, Boxing took the L. The only person that didn't lose is Francis. He took the L on his professional record, but he gained the love, respect, uh, money, opportunities, like. This dude and he's like is he the first fighter to break up with like Uncle Dana and then do like astronomically better I think so like this guy is this guy is in a whole nother territory bro he's he's like honestly 10 15 20 years from now however long it takes he's his story is gonna be a, a massive Hollywood hit just like just like Ali was for us and Will Smith was in Ali they're gonna have some badass actor do Francis and so it's gonna be awesome
1: no, I, I can see no, it right I, now. I see That's it right just now. story if right, right now is, story is, right now is I mean, legit. if you just I mean, trace back the roots back and, his and his upbringing his and upbringing what he's, and gone, what through he's and gone through. through the, what's crazy travels, is he's not even travels. done yet, bro. I, exactly. He just, I,
0: exactly. He just created now multi-million dollar boxing matches for himself and he still has a multi-million dollar PFL deal. Like, the dude has just created so many opportunities for himself. Get all of those bags, champ. Go get them all.
1: 100. Here's a question that Jason, a question Jason and that Jason I had, and after, had we after we were discussing the aftermath of after that fight, and Jason brought and this to my attention this this
3: and asked,
1: "Does Nagano actually, actually fight, fight in PFL, or will he just will kind of become, kind of this become minority, this minority owner and then he will box? Because boxing, got his problem the, fellas,
0: the money's at. fellas, fellas, we're talking about eight million dollars. Yes." Absolutely. Yeah. He is yeah. gonna be fighting in MMA. <clears throat> excuse me. And uh yes, like that's a hundred percent. He's fighting eight million dollars, people. Eight million dollars. Like, that's more money than it what it took to pull Evander Holyfield's not supposed to be ass into the ring. Like six million dollars, the eight million dollars, excuse me, eight. Million dollars. That's a lot of money, folks. Like, Francis is definitely fighting MMA.
1: Well, I I think well, the MMA world needs a star. A star uh, is, guys man, that, you guys earlier, that you mentioned earlier, you know, your Forrest, you know, your, Forrest your Dan Henderson. Uh, those, uh those, stars, those stars, they're they're long gone. They're, they're long you know, gone and long gone. Right, and now, right now, MMA is, indefinite, is indefinite, in desperate need. In my opinion, of stars. Of they need, stars. Legitimate, they need stars. legitimate stars. And Francis McGonner is a legitimate star. Absolutely. Well. Well, thanks for going through with that fight. That I just, fight. Wanted, to, I just you know, wanted to, you sometimes know, sometimes a lot of guys, uh, a lot of guys uh, MMA folks, they said they said, Nagano, won. Nagano won. Boxing, boxing folks said Fury won. won. My boy Jason, My boy Jason uh, we, uh, we, we, we go a long go way before, back, long with, way both back with both MMA. He goes MMA. a long goes way back to boxing back as well. Boxing He's a boxing guy. He says that Fury won that fight. So I just I had to ask. Of course. All right,
0: so it was, all right, so this it was the, this, it, it was the fight that nobody knew became maybe the most important fight of the year.
1: That's a really that's a, a really, hot take. That's a hot take. Because it it, because it, it, could, it, be. it could be. Could be. Could be. There's could definitely, be. Money, there's to be definitely money, money to be made from, from that fight alone whether uh Nagano takes fights or uh if uh uh Fury goes and fights, there's, there's... So, uh... Uh, we got uh, US 295. November, November 11th, Madison, Madison Square, Square Garden. I can't, I can't even pronounce his, pronounce his, his name, but name. <laughs> him and Alex Ferrer are Pire or fighting, and it's going to be a huge, huge fight. Huge fight. Sergei Pavlovich Pavlov, uh, and, and Tom Aspinall, interim heavyweight, world championship. heavyweight world, championship. world championship, Jessica Andrade with Izzy Dern. Uh, there's some, fights, uh, there's on this some fights on this card that, that I think that need think to be discussed to be in discussed a little bit more detail. There's some fights on this card that aren't. Aren't So, so Rob, so, Rob, I want to invite I you right to invite now. You to right USC two ninety five pickups with me. Hell yeah, let's do this, bro. Let's do this. Bro. All right, so we're All gonna right. start so from, the, gonna bottom start the, from the bottom card, of the main card. But before card, we do, before is, there we do is there anything in the prelims, in the prelims that, from that your, from your we standpoint, we need to watch out for?
0: Oh man. <sighs> man, you just got to call me like a homer. You know I'm such a sucker for the <laughs> entire fight game. But, okay, so possible banger alert, just going to throw out in the prelim, uh, Mr. Mister Kang uh, against Mr. Castaneda. Um Kim Ho Kang, I'm talking about, versus John Castaneda. Like, I think that one could be a good fight, so try not to miss that one. Um, and then the ladies fight, Tabitha Risi and Lupita Godinez, both really good. Both, like, you know, I think that that fight has some has some uh, implications in the weight class as well. So I think that that one's got my. Those, those are the two on the prelims that I'm like definitely. Definitely not blinking on.
1: Uh, shout out to, uh, our, shout girl out to our girl Loopy. We love her on this we show. On this We've show. been rooting for, been this this for, for us since day one. This fight against Tabitha is going to be a, huge, to be a fight huge, huge fight for both of those, both ladies. Of those ladies. Huge, huge fight. And yes, fight, and yes, most likely, most likely uh, some, type, some of type of possible title contention. Title contention you know, coming you know, after this fight. After the spike.
0: Yeah, the both both the ladies are talented. They've both been kicking butt. So. Yeah, I mean, or maybe, like, I don't know what the I, – I don't work in the office, right? I always guess, like, people was like, who do you think the next matchup or next title fight? I don't know if it goes straight to title fight or maybe guaranteed number one contender fight. I don't know how it goes, but I know it will cause uh, ups and downs in the rankings. Guarantee it. Check it out on Tuesday. Next yeah, week. I can't wait for that yeah, fight, to, wait be for that fight so to be honest. Let's so jump into let's the jump main, into card, main card, the part that they're making, the that they're us, that they're pay making us
1: pay for. Fight, number, Fight one, number 1. Diego Lopez Diego
0: versus Pat Sabatini. Sabatini. Rob, Rob, give me your winner. Give me your winner. Man, this one I had to think about for a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Um, but in the end, I, I landed with Mr. Diego Lopez. Um, you know, I I don't have anything bad to say about either guy. I don't I don't have some, like, super deep analytics It's one of these things where I just have a feeling, and the feeling is Lopez. Yeah, I,
1: I'm going to yeah, agree with I, you. Sabatini's with a banger. Uh, he's going uh, to sit in there and try to bring out to bring a sludge I, I don't think Lopez falls, into, into, that falls into, into that trap. He's, he's a little bit smarter, a little bit smarter, ring higher ring IQ. IQ. I think that he's going to be able to pick mismatches in the striking and look for some takedowns, look for Diego Lopez. I think going in by D. Nice. Next fight, next my fight, brother, my brother is Matt Benoit Saint This fight has potential, has potential banger, potential
3: action, banger action, action, on. action on it.
0: Yeah, definitely. This this is yeah. This is everybody knows. Like, don't don't smoke around this one. It's gonna blow up. This fight's gonna be, this fight's good. Gonna be good. What do you think's gonna what happen? Give me a winner. I think we're gonna get a awesome fight we got two dudes who we know have the dog in them right we got two dudes that kind of just like the 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 we're talking about with uh Tabitha and Lupita uh like this this is important like obviously not directly to title important but for both guys where they're at and all that uh big t- big time fight for both guys now let me just say this who doesn't like Matt Fravola? I'm waiting for a response. If you don't like Matt frivola I can just say go ahead and unfollow me. Like, uh, like Matt frivola is an awesome dude. And it hurts my chest. It actually it actually hurts my fandom. It hurt Matt. I apologize. But I'm picking Benoit Saint-Denis. Um it's yeah, man, I, I what can you say? Uh I hate when my I hate when my brain and my heart are in two different categories.
1: It's a terrible it's, it's a terrible, terrible, thing, it's to terrible to thing to have to, to. to go it, through. I get it, man. I get it, man. Uh, Matt, uh, Matt the Rock and, roll the rock and Roller Favola. If you have not seen him on Twitter or, Twitter or social, or social media, media, please, please do. do. Please the guy's do. hilarious. The guy's who is a down-the-earth he's a down-to-earth guy. Down-the-earth he doesn't take a whole lot serious except for fighting. Which is why he's got an eleven three in one record right now. He's obviously pretty good at what he does. Saint-Denis is just a different cat. Different uh, he's more, uh, more uh, all, about, uh, the, all uh, about the uh, uh logistics, uh, of, logistics the of the fighting. He, he kind of looks a little bit deeper into the analytics of fighting. He's gonna be a little bit more technical. is gonna, gonna go and try, uh, go and try uh, swing, to uh bang. swing bang. Uh, I'm going uh, 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 St. Saint Denis, Saint Denis by no, there you go. Next fight up. Next this, fight fight up. Is, this, fight this fight is, is a pretty, big card. Is a pretty there big card. There are definitely, definitely title implications attached to this attached fight. To this that is fight. Jessica Andrade versus, versus McKenzie Dern. McKenzie Dern has McKenzie had Dern a, has a very had huge x over, over the last year. So I'm very interested, so I'm very interested, in,
0: your interested
3: in your take on this fight. Play.
0: Well, that's what a great, dude. What a nice pass. I'm going to catch with both hands inbounds in stride. And, uh, and I'm going to say this. On the reverse, Andrade has had like an avalanche True. against True. her. So the momentum from, from Ms. Dern, uh, the the brakes hitting hard recently for Andrade. Now, within that, though, we do got to address that she was, you know, popping up and down in weight class and doing favors for the UFC, uh, you know, saving cards and saving fights and stuff like so, you know, take one or two of the. I mean, it's three losses in a row, but one of them looked really bad. It's just that she went from looking so good to so bad in such a short period of time um, that I'm just – I have to – I just have to blame it on the weight. I just have to. I have to come up with some kind of excuse. <laughs> I love Andrade. I love Andrade. Listen, folks, the amount of women that can knock you out with their hands – very small, it's a very small group of women who actively are knockout artists. You can genuinely say that. That's Andraj and I am a sucker uh, born on, on knockout knockout fighters. like if you're a knockout fighter, oh, I'm instantly a fan. I'm not gonna change that for Andraj. I think the other motivation in this is she knows her herself, her her ranking, her relevancy, like you said, uh, like you said, this fight has relevancy to the weight class. her Her actual relevancy is pretty much on the line. like let's let's be hundred percent honest. Uh, so it's it's kind of it's kind of a a lot of motivation, I think, for andraj to if there is anything left, if there's any killer left, if there's any of those high skills we've seen in other fights, this is the time to bring it out. On the other side, I, I look at Dern and I see, Obviously, a fighter who's doing good, but I'm not 100% sure her mental's in it. And that's why I'm picking a judge, because Dern is over here talking at the press conference about her divorce and how much, how the money she's making from this fight, the whole thing's going to the husband. Like, bruh, I, that doesn't sound like warrior talk to me. Anyways, that's my take. No, for sure. Uh, no, for sure. Jason and uh, I, Jason we have
1: a scene on, have this a on this show. Uh, the fight uh, game the fight is game 90%, mental, 90% 10% mental, 10% physical. And and Mackenzie Dern, Dern, doing, Dern the, uh, doing the the uh, talk show, circus, circus, talking about, talking you know, about her, divorce her divorce and the... the, 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 the Payment plan, and, and, plan money and money, and what she's making, what she's, not, making what she's not, what she's losing. You know, like you said, it's you know, not warrior cost I me. It's definitely somebody who's, who's uh, uh, not, fully not fully in the fight, in the fight game. game. and That could be a dangerous thing, especially the like way a lady like Andrade, who definitely who has dynamite in those hands. But... But I'm going off a skill I'm going set. Off take off take everything else off the table. Mackenzie Dern knows the, the knows the way to be a desk on drives is to take down, her down, beat her up on the ground, her up keep, up her on ground keep her on the ground and off her feet. I think that that's what's, think gonna think that's that's what's gonna I'm going to happen. I'm going submission round two. Mackenzie Dern. he's going to get that money. Whether it's her bag or her ex husband I don't know and I don't
3: care. Mackenzie
1: Dern gets the win. I like that dude. This fight, this fight this fight is this fight because we've been hearing about been these two names for, for, for a long, ass time. Ass time. The heavyweight division the heavyweight has long has been long without, and without superstars. superstars. And where the heavyweight where the division heavyweight goes, division the, rest goes the, the rest of the divisions go. go. That's the same, that's with, same boxing. with boxing. When you have great heavyweight, heavyweight boxers, it just kind of rolls downhill roll and everybody makes money. In the UFC, when you have a great heavyweight division, everybody else rolls down and makes money. This fight's going to be huge. Sergey Pavlovich versus Tom Aspinall. You got the big Russian. You, got the big, you, got, the big you got the big Englishman. Rob, Rob
3: what's, your
0: take, on this what's fight? your take on this fight? Man, this is gotta be like when you talk about like second chances or uh, or like improvisational situations. Like taking the uh, well, what's what's the phrase? How am I blanking on a classic? Taking uh, lemons and making lemonade, there you go. right? There you like, go. boy oh boy, um, so happy! Like, not happy we're not having the genuine heavyweight championship, but
1: are you though? Are you though? Just, 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 I don't mean to cut you off. I don't but mean to cut you off. Is this,
0: is this fight lesser of a lesser fight of a than
1: Jones fight versus
3: Miocic?
0: Absolutely, sir! Wow. That's how I, I think. A, that's, a I, I think date, that's a hot take. That's a hot take. But it is your take. Hey, I don't even have my oven mitts on, boy. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm still kicking <laughs> You're burning things, um, up, you're over burning here, things man. up over here, man. Yeah, dude. So here we go. So I love this fight. This is totally nice. Great gift. Thank you, UFC. Thank you, gentlemen, for going. Hell yeah, let's go. Uh, it shows that there is some, uh, like you said, young, fresh blood fighters who's willing to risk it. Uh, in the division, which is nice because, like you said, the heavyweight division in the UFC has been anchored most of its, uh, most of its existence uh, since the old days. Anyways, um, yo, this is hard, and I'm going to just say this. I support both fighters. I'm going to make a pick, but I'm just going to say, Aspinall, if you're picking him, good for you. He's going to be the faster guy. But by how much is the question. I know his feet is faster. Hands. That's the question. Is it really that much faster than Sergey's? I don't know. The other thing in, in Aspinall is you know he's good. We already seen him bounce back in the Tibora fight. Like we know he's good, right? So there's no question marks there. If you're supporting Aspinall, hell yeah. He'll I'm gonna say Sergei, if you're with Sergei, I'm with that too, because the dude's quicker, like I just alluded. He's everyone's like, oh, he's a tank. Yeah, he's like a like a really agile, super athletic, pretty quick tank. Um, I don't. His hand speed is, I think, hand speed, foot speed. He's slower than basketball, but hand speed, I'm I'm willing to check the tape, bro. I think he's right there. And uh, we're talking about heavyweights, right? Like that's the end of the story. We're talking about heavyweights, and what's the thing that rules above all else? Power, and Sergey has that advantage. That's why I with no absolute confidence at all uh, with a 51% split go Sergey Pavlovich.
3: <laughs>
1: uh I'm going to agree with Uh, you on the outcome of the fight. I think that Sergey's my man. The Pavs. He's out here just throwing in a banging. He is a tank. He's an absolute truck. This guy's hands are lethal. He's got power in both hands. Aspinall's got a great high kick, right? He's got some great kicks. He's put some guys down. He's also battled some really tough injuries, which I think have slowed him down a smidge. I think to that Smith, I think though, that's is though, is all it means survey, for Sergey to, survey go, to go in there and lay him out. I'm going Pavlich. I, I think it's going to be a TKO. I'm going third, I'm round, going third round TKO. Pavs gets the interim championship. That is the heavyweight, fight, is that heavyweight fight, fight that I've wanted that I've to see. John Jones, John Jones versus the Pavs. I can't wait till John Jones is healthy. I can't wait for that fight to happen. Let's go. Let's fucking, fucking go. go. I'm so excited. So i like the big boys. When they're just slapping, they're just man, slapping all man, all over the place. Man. Over the place man. I love it,
0: man. I love, I love, the, it, man. Heavyweights. I love the heavyweights. the <laughs> Dude, heavyweights is, come on, man. I, I don't even know why I've even had to defend the heavyweights. Like, you guys are crazy. Like, it's it's the best, man. It's the best. Even when it's bad, it's good. I don't. It's anybody crazy. who hates on the heavyweights, you stop it.
1: The heavyweights heavyweight Like I said is, man Where like like the, the, the heavyweights go The rest of the divisions go I can't wait, wait. I I, I, wait. This, this I, is, I think this fight right here, here. Is a huge, huge star To building brand new, start. brand new stars And when you can do that at the, can level, at the heavyweight level, level That's even better For the UFC And those guys over at TKO So I'm looking forward to this Before we leave Rob Thanks for doing the pick-em 95 November 11 Give me Give me A a, a, hot a hot take in the professional, in
0: the professional wrestling, wrestling world. world. Whoa, um, I would say hot take that uh, that wrestling that 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 the WWE becomes dramatically less popular over the next five years.
1: Is AEW the the, the, Joker the Joker
0: to the WWE's to the Batman? WWE's Batman? I, I'm not sure of that. What I think is happening is oversaturation and not the greatest content. Um, from what I, and I'm sure whoever wrestling fans is gonna blow me up for <laughs> saying this, but that's that's what I think. That's what I'm seeing is just like let's be honest it's far more acrobatic than impactful like I would I would say our day my days of watching wrestling is about impact like now it's about just how many times you can flip in the air before you get there so I don't know I think I just think that there's a lot of product out there that it's kind of the same old same old uh, and the flipping and the flipping without having impact without the illusion of damage Um, I think it'll fade away. Uh, Uh,
1: Which is your favorite product to watch currently? currently?
0: Is it WWE? Is it WWE? Or are you starting to fall in love with 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 what AEW's done? So I'm super casual when it comes to the wrestling scene. And I'll say this. I have enjoyed, I have thoroughly enjoyed random shows that I've caught of AEW, um, which... I think it's a huge credit to them that I can at random watch a show um, and be like, Oh, I see some faces. I know. Oh, okay, cool. Like if you were, I mean, maybe I'm I'm wrong on this, but a lot of people that I know that are adults, if they have children, they're, they're watching because the children are into it. And I'm sure at a certain level, that's kind of how I got into it. Shout out to my nephew. Um, Like, I was like, oh, there's that dude that I remember, XYZ Wrestler. So for that sense, I think it's pretty good of them. Uh, good job. Um, but, yeah, I don't – I would have to say I'm always and forever at WWE. I'll go super old school. I was a WWF kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, okay. I don't really watch wrestling as much as I used to, but I I'll tell you this. The WWE forever and always, maybe I don't know what it is. Uh, it's in your heart if you grew up with it. And I still make two, every year, two times I watch Daniel WWE. Royal Rumble. I will not miss a Royal Rumble as long as I live. <laughs> and two, uh, you know, WrestleMania, of course. But WrestleMania is actually lower on my list than Royal Rumble. But because I there's no must-see, there's no one thing I must-see from any other wrestling outlet other than the Royal Rumble, uh, WWE forever. WWE, WWE, is WWE is probably not
1: going anywhere any time soon. AEW has a. lots of tools still, of still but they're, still, making, but some they're making some headway. Uh, before, we leave, uh, before we leave, and I like to do chat out some stuff. And, stuff. Uh, and, again, uh, and again, I, I, I absolutely I, I appreciate absolutely the time you've given, given to us today. Uh, today. Your, uh, I, believe I believe you said you were a 49er fan. Mike, I correct in that?
0: Yeah, wait, wait. Oh, hold on. Are we, did something happen to the, no, nothing happened to, are we skipping the main event?
1: Oh we did. Oh, we oh, my did. oh my goodness. You are you, you are, are absolutely are right. Absolutely right. That's what we
0: men <laughs> are for, bro. I got your back. <laughs> Look
1: at that. That's how good yeah, I am right now. That's how good I am right now. Well, before, I ask, well, before I ask you about the 49ers, about the 49ers. let's move into... Let's move I, got into so I, got so I got so excited about the heavyweights. That's what happened. I got so excited about the heavyweights. I absolutely just blew my blew load, all, blew over load all over the
0: heavyweights. <laughs> uh, it's understandable. Uh,
1: light, heavyweight light heavyweight championship. championship. Yuri, Yuri Pachaska. Alex Perea.
3: Alex both,
1: both these guys, I feel, are at I a weird crossing point in their careers. And you can say that I'm wrong because they're where they're at in a title fight right now. But I think that both... Both men, have, men you know, have a certain direction that they can go regarding if they, regarding regarding the if they, they win this fight or lose it's this fight. It's still
3: going to be a
1: really good, good, be good fight. should be action-packed. Should be action-packed. Rob, Rob, give me your take. Give, give me your winner. take.
0: Give me a winner. First off, I well. want to say thank you for all that nice stuff you said a second. Dude, this fight is so crazy. Like, think about the MMA math that was required in order to make this fight happen is literally insane. And the fact, it's it's almost poetic in a way, if Yuri Prasko is to win. How poetic is it that he vacated the belt? He has an opportunity to fight for it again through a multitude of circumstances. And then, regains it? If he does? That is some straight poem, like, let it go, and if it's for real, it comes back to you type haiku shit. Like, that is crazy samurai mental like imagery shit. I, I just can't get over the possibility of that storyline. It's mental. On the other side, you have what could be what could be the greatest crossover athlete in the history of combat sports, in the history of crossing over sports, period. If if Alex Pereira comes over what achieves like what he did already and then jumps up a weight class. To have what he's had is is just insane by beating, by winning this, this bout. Okay. Like, let's just really think about this. Okay. Like, let's think about this. He came in from kickboxing, blew through a bunch of dudes, fought Izzy, knocked him out. Okay. Whatever. Knocked, got knocked out, whatever is. But what did Izzy do along his championship run? He went up a weight class, fought, Block and got nowhere with it. Right, Mr. Pereira, first fight in the, the weight class gets a win over same opponent, and now he's here. Unlikely odds. What? What is he doing here? I don't know. But with a single shot, he'll knock you out. And with that being said, man, like he deserves it. Like this is crazy. We could have either the best crossover combat sport uh, athlete in history, or we have maybe one of the greatest narratives. Of championships, relinquishments, relinquishments, and reacquisitions ever. So there you go. This fight is fucking huge, and I'm picking Pereira. This fight is. This fight is to quote you, you fucking, fucking, and it's big because the
1: light heavyweight division, for as long as as I've been a fan of of MMA, MMA, has always had the best. Best athletes, the best fighters. You know, you can go back and talk, about, back the and talk days about the and tough the keto days, bouts. the know bouts. I go over, I over look to Pride their and work at the middleweight division, their middle division, division which is sort division, of light heavyweight of... division at the time. And you have the great guys that came out of that camp, like the Vandalay Silvas and the Shogun, who was just some absolute monsters and animals. And now you have this fight
0: real the light heavyweight division has been the marquee like he in a way historically light heavyweight has been ufc's slash mma's heavyweight division if you really think about it historically
1: uh, I, love this uh, fight. I love this fight. Again, I think it's a crossroads cross fight. A cross fight because, because uh, Yuri, Yuri, again, like you were saying, again, like had, had, to vacate, had to vacate. Uh, I believe it was I an injury, it was or injury or, or something that uh, uh, happened. Uh, and to come back to fight a guy fight who's a now guy moving up in weight, weight and has already, and been, the has already been a middleweight champion. And now you're looking at Yuri, who also has gone through his ups and downs. And now is being considered one of the best or one of the better lightweight champions that he has ever had. He he's looking to, get his belt he's back. looking to get his belt back Big fight, big fight. I'm going Yuri I think he's going to be Oddly enough oddly The bigger enough, stronger, the bigger, guy, in the stronger fight. guy in the fight I think that I think the takedowns, that the are, take-downs going are, going to, are going to Basically be basically non-existent be not Both these guys are going to look, look to strike I just think that Yuri's got, got I'm going to give him the, the champions nod He's been there He's been the bigger guy He's been in some big fights I think that Allison's biggest fight has been uh which yeah Which, was, uh, a great, uh, uh, was a great uh, battle between uh, both, both those guys in every fight we've seen. that we've seen. But I'm going to give the champions not, give the not the year. I think he's going to win. He's to win. And become Lightwood be light be
0: Champion. Light I totally respect that. And if I was to throw my analytic reasoning in there, the reasoning is unlike the Coleman event, where we know Aspinall is good from a career altering type of injury, uh, we do not know that about Mr. Prost. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's true. That's my, that's, you want to, I said 51% for (laughs) Pavlovich. Hey man, let these these guys bang on 51% for Pereira. Don't put any money on what I say.
1: UFC 295, 295. I think it's going to be be a pretty banger type uh, type card from from top to bottom. There's always going to be some winners winners that uh, we didn't discuss um, or talk about, about, but it's up to you if you want to go spend 79.95 on it. Hopefully you get your money's worth. It sounds like Rob thinks he will. I think you will also. So before we leave... Rob, Rob, said Forty Niners fan, Forty 49ers. Niners, 49ers 49ers, oh, yeah. big, fu- uh, big, fu- uh, I, big uh, I guess it's considered uh, a fight, fight. Uh, big, uh, uh, big matchup uh, with, match with the Jacksonville Jaguars, this, Jacksonville Jaguars weekend. this weekend. Oh yeah, tell me what's happening. Me what's happening. Jay and I think Jay that the Jacksonville, Jaguars, that the Jacksonville win Jaguars win this fight or win this or win this, win this uh, game. Win this, uh, game. So, so, tell me if we're wrong
0: or if we're right. All right, so I want to just one step to the side. I'm red and gold till I'm dead and cold been this way since I first could even grasp the concept of football. I suffered through the 11 terrible years we had. I'm not a Johnny-come-lately-to-the-team, okay? So with all that being said, I am definitely, definitely supporting my 90s in this matchup. And the reason being is the recent acquisition plus the bye week. So the acquisition plus bye week to settle in, figure stuff out, Chase Young, like whoa. I I love my front office. I love I love what the Niners are doing. By having Nick Bosa on one side and Chase Young on the other, like it's I know you never do MMA math, but you have to do math on the O-line and D line. And look, you gotta double Nick often. You gotta double Chase often. By having both guys on either end, you have mathematically presented a, a situation where the offense is now in trouble. And uh there you go. I, I hope I hope I hope we we steal the title of Saxonville uh from them. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
1: Uh, it's it's, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, a pretty big, pretty big acquisition. Chase Young, Chase Young relatively, relatively um, has, underperformed has underperformed in his, short, in his career. short career. You can blame that can on, blame lots, that on lots of different he's things. Injured. He's been injured. Uh, the, the coaching uh, the, the staff the maybe, coaching not, using staff maybe not using him correctly. But he's never, but he's had, never a had a counterpart like Nick Bosa like to, Nick take, Bosa pressure to, to take pressure off him,
0: him like, like he has now. And so I think that could
3: be a huge thing.
0: I don't want to be one of those guys, but let me just say, I heard the same story about a guy, and his name's Christian McCaffrey. I heard the same stuff. He's dinged up. He's underperforming. He's underperforming. Doop, 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 doop. Nope. We got him. Things change.
1: I'm telling you, all Brock Kirk has Brock to, to do is, is just go, back to, just go back to being efficient. And if you can get back, back to being efficient, the 49ers are going to go to back, back to, a to winning, winning a lot of football games. A lot of football games.
0: Yeah, you put it you put it right now. Obviously, he's had to you know try a little bit more than I think he can, uh, given the circumstance. So I think the guy's amazingly talented. I think the guy uh you know I I have nothing but high hopes for Brock Purdy. I hope he uh you know learns as much as he can from this little stumble, but I'm I've no I've no doubts about that young man. He's like, how can you have any doubts about him? He's already proven himself way better than like all these so-called experts and so-called talented dudes. Like, I have no I have no problems with the guy. Are the
1: 49ers, Are the 49ers winning,
0: the winning the Super Bowl? Okay. That, that, I feel like that's a trap <laughs> question because every fan out there should be saying yes, no matter what your team is. The answer should be yes. If we're playing for championships or nothing at all. I believe that's, that's the way every fan should be thinking. I don't even... Yeah, even if you're a Bears fan, sorry, didn't mean that as a diss.
1: We've gotta have, we, we gotta have, got to have you on this show, again because this, 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 this has been a blast. Uh, you uh, you in do, fact in fact, play for championships or nothing. Championships you, nothing. Either championship you either win a championship or you get, or or you you get, get, second, get second place and you don't, do second and second you don't get enough for second place. Sure. Not right. Rob, not with Mora us on the show today, doing combat sports, and I had to throw in some other stuff. Thank you, sir, for coming on, giving us your time. Now is the your floor for shout-outs to whatever it is you want to say.
0: All right, first off, I want to thank you for the opportunity to be here, you he know, wonderful host, a fun show. I hope I made the cut to come back. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, I want, I want to shout out to the UFC for reals. I want to shout out literally everybody along the way from SEG to Zufa to the endeavor group to not TKO. Uh, I want to thank the guys, the fighters, everybody, the fans, because this coming weekend is 30 years of a sport that I was literally privileged to get to see all of it. It's been a huge part of my life in so many ways. I am genuinely celebrating this weekend like it's a birthday for a friend. And with that being said, uh, I, I invite everyone to join me on X, formerly known as Twitter, at JSPEC, at J-Spec, the host. Because I'm giving away, I, I didn't, I wasn't able to get anything from a day one fighter. I went as far back in time as I could. I got trunks, fight trunks, Reebok UFC fight trunks from uh, Tank Abbott. He, They weren't fight worn, but he autographed them. So autographed trunks by Tank Abbott. We'll be giving them away during the space. We're going to be just playing basic MMA trivia. All right. And uh, just come by, have a good time. Because like I said, you never know who could roll through. Uh, And I'm just, like I said, just doing my part to increase the fan experience as a whole. So come through, enjoy the fights, a birthday weekend, big prize, all that. And thank you so much for having me. Uh, Anybody who interacts with me ever, thank you. Because like I said, I'd just be a guy talking to himself, playing with himself. <laughs> what about you guys?
1: Rob Nakamura, folks. Nuckmore, You've been folks. a pleasure to have. Pleasure Thank to you, have. sir. Thank you, sir. On X On at, X J-Spec at J-Spec the, host. the host. I just retweeted, I just retweeted the Trunks giveaway. Autographed by the OG himself. Tank. King. Motherfucking habit. Motherfucking habit. I can't believe that, That's, can't awesome. Believe that. That's awesome That's awesome Go to the spaces Join Rob Join Rob And, uh, and uh, For the uh, rest of you folks, rest folks out, you folks out there Thank you for listening Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed the, enjoy the show Catch us Catch us uh, We do the show, um, show weekly I, I edit I, I, I edit. throw it back, out as quick, back quick out, as 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 out as quick as I can Join us on Spotify Join us on Apple Follow us Follow us On the podcast On X At Team Talk 21 Follow myself At JTP Underscore 81 Follow Jason, follow Jason at Valdez, Bell Backwards, backwards 559, five, 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 folks, folks. We're out, Rob, we're thank out. Rob. Thank you again. Enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the
0: rest of the week. Mahalo Nui Lua, my brother. Malala pono.